Hey, folks, just a reminder, tickets are on sale right now for the Bad Christian Podcast and Matt and Toby in living rooms live August 26th through the 31st, Seattle, Portland, Chico, Redding, California, and Sacramento, www.badchristian.com. Go get the tickets before they sell out right now while you listen to the episode. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's the deal, Pickles? Gabriel Bruton on Twitter sent in the name Dillweeds, but I just didn't have the heart to call you guys Dillweeds today, and that's because I'm so damn appreciative of y'all's listenership to this program. This program is getting huge. It is doing awesome. We're gaining sponsors. We're, we're, we're literally approaching a million downloads of this show in the last six months since we started doing it. It's amazing. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to do what we do on here. Today on the show, we have Michael Gunger. And he's been in trouble lately for some stuff that he has said. And that made me realize how amazing and awesome it is that we get to say the stuff we say on this podcast. Because a lot of it's a lot more outrageous than what he said. And you know what that means? That means that even though, yeah, we do get a lot of crap from certain people and some people make noise. That means that overall, you guys and the culture at large is ready for change. It is ready to open up. It is ready to be less careful and safe and guarded. And you guys are part of that. You're part of the culture changing. So I want to challenge you guys. No, sorry. Challenge is a cheesy sounding kind of Christian thing. I'm just telling you guys, you can do it. You can be uh, less guarded in your lives. You can be more open at your churches and with your group of friends, at your Bible studies, at your small groups, at whatever it is. And this show is proof of that. So let's, let's all together not put up with fake, weird, awkward stuff anymore. When Next time you're in a situation like that where th- things feel super surfacy and fake and weird, just maybe take a second and say, hey, what are we doing here? I mean, so many things in Christianity to me just seem insane. And they're not the things that Jesus said, and it's not the Bible, and it's not God, but it's some of the stuff that's in modern Christianity. We all know it's insane. So let's think about it a minute. Let's talk about it. And I came up with this when I was driving the car, but hey, what about this? BC, let's reclaim sanity for Christianity. What do y'all think? Can I could put that on a t-shirt? Would y'all buy it? I hadn't really thought it through. It might not be a good idea, but that's what I like about recording this intro. I get to speak for myself before Toby or Joey or anybody else gets to hear it and shut me down. So, reclaiming sanity for Christianity. Bad Christian. Captain Picard, Captain Kirk, Data! <laughs> oh, oh, uh, 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 it's Bad Christian. It's Bad, Bad Christian. Thank you guys for joining us on the Bad Christian Podcast. We've got a million, million, million things to tell you about. We've got live dates, Emory dates, Bad Christian in the living room dates, traveling for podcasts, putting out a bunch of music. But before we get to that, Toby, what was that countdown of Star Trek people? What was it? Well, here's the problem. I can't hear you because you have the applause so loud. And I that I'm, I'm okay, going deaf, man. All right. <laughs> what? What were the, what was the significance of those three Star Trek characters that you mentioned? It was my favorite Star Trek characters in order. So in order of your favorite, yeah, so, so, so Kirk, Picard, and no, then it's Picard, Data. Kirk, and Data. Yeah, those that's who I like the best. I lo- really? I love Data. I thought that character was just amazing, just because of the idea of first of all because he was basically the the follow up to Spock, right? But right. but how cool was it that it was artificial life form and experiencing emotion and all that? You know that it, especially episodes where. 
they found a chip that they he could have emotions and stuff like that. I thought that was so cool. Hey, someone yeah. told me that you don't have to be a Trekkie to like the movies. Like I've never of watched. Course you don't. I've never watched an episode from start to finish, and they said that these episodes. <laughs> well, you don't have to be a Trekkie to even like the TV show. I would suggest. Um, well, I've never all, seen this, an this episode, no but someone podcast. said that I would love wait, wait, the wait. first movie. You've never seen an episode of any Star Trek. I mean, I not from start to finish. I just you've never seen. Any episode of the original series or Next Generation? No. Do you know who Data is? No. When Joey was younger, it came on during dinner time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How could I was you, a, that is insane. I was a little house on the prairie, Brady Bunch, different strokes. Were you, like, not allowed to watch it or you just don't like science fiction or what? No. I For some reason, you know what? I could, I could tell you why. We were so big into Star Wars and Empire Strikes oh, Back and all that stuff where it seemed like Star Trek was a major step down because of it wasn't Spielberg, you know? Well, and I'll go, I'll go, I'm not a Trekkie and I ain't no nerd, but Star Trek is thousands of times better than Star Wars yeah. in every possible way. There's no, there's especially no like doubt scientifically about that. and, and yeah. right? Like, I mean, it actually, they absolutely, yeah, they, they're, they're, yeah. well, I can't use, argue like that. real sci- mm-hmm. scientific. If you look at, I mean, Star Wars is essentially what they would say. Pe- I've heard other people say this. Don't credit me for it. I don't remember who said it, but it's, Star Wars is not even really sci-fi. It's just, it's just an action movie. Right. It, you know, it's just, it's just action. It happens to be set in outer space, but sci- uh, Star Wars is unbelievably well-written. Gene Roddenberry, tons and tons of the technology that they had uh, in, back then in the early 90s and even in, in the 60s was uh, predictive of stuff that there is now. And they have uh, tech manuals. It was all thought out. And all the technology that they used in the show was uh, based, at least logically, it had answers. And even though some of it's fictional, um, everything makes sense, the way the warp drive works and all those things. Everything that's, that's really, really I cool. mean, it's, it's totally awesome. I remember so. watching, so the next generation for me was uh, – it, can't, it would come on at 10 o'clock at night in Greer, South Carolina, when I was a kid, and my parents would make us go to bed, but they said we could watch TV, you know, as long as we were just in our room. Um, so I would watch Next Generation, loved it, thought it was so interesting, and that led right into a, just a little bit of news, and then Arsenio, Arsenio Hall, Hall, baby. Yeah, I, I did the that. same thing. I remember watching the Bill Clinton saxophone thing live. I, I saw yeah, that I live. Too. I mean, I, yeah, I, did, I, I saw that episode. It, you know, it wasn't just nostalgia for me. It was, you know, it was real. So That reminds me of, so, like, basically some of the most unhealthy possible lifestyle thing I could imagine, which I can't imagine today or <laughs> even us doing, but there's everybody I knew, me, including me and other kids, we would be left in our own room with a TV and probably a Mountain Dew to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. and, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I know tons of, it's not, it sounds crazy now, but that's, was no, that was kind of normal. Oh, and totally. maybe it still is in the South. I don't hey, know. But. When you guys, when you guys were middle and high school, did y'all ever try to, um, watch playboy um so basically it came on after it came on at eight o'clock and it was please sit up this is so boring and awful you're talking so slowly it's unbelievable it was on a uh, did you guys ever (laughs) good lord i'm sorry i didn't realize it uh, but basically, for all of you, you all- have to lay down on your back to do a podcast on a couch. <laughs> we're doing a podcast where we're trying to get advertising. We're trying to no, be I'm professional. Saying- Matt sent us an email about being more professional, and Joey's laying on the couch <laughs> on his back. <laughs> I promise you, with the microphone on his chin, he's going. Now this might <laughs> just be me, but um, you got <laughs> no. What I said, I didn't realize, is that it was coming across lazy sounding. I didn't know. I know. You're, you're kind of. 
All right, well, moving on. Nobody. <laughs> wow. That was an awful joke. That's a joke. That was not real. I am, lar- I am larger than Joey. Let me clarify that. No, I thought you were talking about like Nords, like Norwegian people. No, he meant fat people, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> can I clarify that one more time? I'm fat. It's okay. I make jokes. Joey, you can, you, why don't you make a fat joke about me? I don't want to, man. I love you. It doesn't hurt me. That's what I'm saying. I was always the fat kid. No, I All think right. I, I, I have to call BS on that. It does hurt you. I've seen you hurt before when people have talked about your size in a very demeaning way. Now, I don't think it hurts you as much, but I do think that there's you just mean, a part of you that's <laughs> right. I, I, might, I might concede that. Hey, y'all know the lead singer of Emory? Uh, what, is he the big, the big guy? The big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big old true. guy. Man, y'all shut up. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, Do y'all right. want to hear so about Playboy or not? Profes- no, I don't want to hear about okay. it. Speaking of being more professional, let's get back to all those things that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. We are, uh, first of all, we are going on the road with the Bad Christian Podcast soon. Woo! Tickets, tickets will be up this week, so pay attention. Seattle, Portland, Northern California, and Joshua Fest. Uh, Emory will be announcing tour dates uh, they may already be announced, but if not, tickets will be on sale and VIP packages for the for the will be on the East Coast in September. Those tickets will be announced and available this week. Eastside. And uh, also, Eastside. King's Kaleidoscope has a pre-order that is going out. Uh, we're grinding through the "You Were Never Alone" album. If you bought a package from us when we did a crowdfund for it, we're very sorry. That we're not done with the record yet, but it's going to be awesome. It'll be. It's be it takes time to make soon. probably one of the best records that's ever been written. So right. it's been pretty frustrating trying to uh, balance all this stuff, and we're getting these good interviews with people, and the podcast is honestly blowing up thanks to you guys. So thank you. Uh, but I, my life is just crazy. I, I can't. I can't get a grip on all the things between Bad Christian Music, Bad Christian Podcast, being in Emory, and all this other stuff. And uh, Toby, same for you. Yeah, I don't have time to sin. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have time. Yeah, I feel like some most days, to be honest, I feel like I probably am sinning because I just feel like I'm just overwhelmed and I, I let it get to me sometimes. But I mean, there's so much going on. Like even today's podcast where we got we have Michael Gunger coming up in just a little bit. Um, I mean, that just kind of fell in our lap, but we have to make break other plans, do stuff, yeah. be away from our family and all that stuff to get this stuff done, which I don't want to complain about because I love. But at the same time, you know, Joey and I have full time jobs at churches at a church. And, uh, and you know, we're writing an Emory record. We have packages to fulfill. Also, we're going to go on tour. Um, we're doing this podcast. I mean, so much stuff. Is it, it worth it? Do you enjoy it? Uh, like, as opposed to just living a straight life? Like, why are we doing this? I'm not looking for a profound right, well, answer. Let, I'm really me, asking. I, I do want to say. Do I want to live a straight life? <laughs> I do no, want to say you this. Know, like, go straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say this, though. Let, let's just face it. I mean, I. I for sure have many days where I just feel super overwhelmed and stressed, but come on, are we really whining about doing a podcast and working at a church and traveling when some people are listening just like, gum, I would love to not dig ditches every day, or I would love not to work in the hot burning sun on a construction site or, you know what I'm saying? I Man, mean, you're awesome, dude. You know what? Thanks for putting things into no, perspective. No, okay. <laughs> let me let me go on record as I'm a f- officially complaining about having to do all this. So yes, I am. Yeah. And whatever it mean, whatever that means to the ditch digger out there listening to the podcast with his earbuds in, yeah, I'm complaining because it is it gets on my nerves sometimes how much 
uh, there is to do. And honestly, uh, and I know it's my fault, though. Like, I, I could figure out how to get more help or rely on other people more or do a better job with my family or whatever. But, yeah, so I'm complaining about it. I think that's okay. I wish it was easier. I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of complaint sometimes because we're not complaining that it's always the worst thing at all. Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, we are all super stoked that Michael Gunger is going to be on this podcast. Today. Right. No. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we are happy, and we we changed our plans because we think it is worth it and that we were, this is what we're supposed to be doing. But, I mean, it is it does take a lot of time to do everything that we have to do. No, I think what I'm saying is I, I'm not – I mean, also, I love my kids. You don't have that. So, I mean, you yeah, know what I mean? You don't, you don't love your that. family. Right. Well, that's, that's – No, okay. you don't. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to contradict you. I'm trying to add to what you're saying. I don't think oh, okay. it's. I don't think it's balanced to just say that. Comes I think, from the guy who's laying on the couch again. Yeah. No, <laughs> no wonder he can't complain. I've got my elbow. You got your hand in your butthole. No. no well, well, Joey, how about this? Like, I mean, you could say the same thing to the guy digging the ditch that's making minimum wage. That he uh, he shouldn't complain because uh, he could he could be in uh, you know where he could be over in Iraq right now, or he yeah. could be in Syria or something. So. He it's all relative, either. man. Einstein, yeah, it's just like Einstein relative, said dude. it best, man. And yeah, Matt believes in science. Like... <laughs> wow. Hey, y'all, y'all listen to this. T- tell me if I'm like a horrible person. There was a lady on an airplane, and I was just really observing her. She was like the grandma of a family, and she was probably in her early 60s. And she actually took an extra bag of chips from the... Uh, a flight attendant, like while she wasn't looking, she was just like, well, I'm just going to take another one. Wasn't a big deal. I think she would give you a second one if you asked for it, but she just took another one. And I just saw her mouth the words like to her son with one of the things that she opened. She's just like, I don't like them. Do you want them? It's just kind of like in a really weird, I was like, oh, that's kind of annoying. And her son shook her head, shook his head. No, like, no, I don't want them. And she just kept eating them and she just kept eating them. And I just really, have you ever like watched a complete stranger? And you really start to just not like them, like is that? <laughs> I guess I yes, <laughs> daily, yes. daily, hourly, <laughs> very often, simultaneously. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I think that's weird that you would take that long. Like, I'm positive I would have hated that lady way before she hated <laughs> that she got the chips off. <laughs> I just like it's it's. I guess for me, that's I, I felt really bad. I was like, I'm really just not liking this lady at all. Like, I really wish I wasn't looking at her and i just uh <laughs> i guess that's just y'all's way of life huh we're just bringing you down yeah you just always want to always like people first right that's just how you how you start <clears throat> I, i'll be honest with you and uh hey thanks <laughs> props to you guys i really think that y'all are balancing me in a very healthy way because there has <laughs> been times where i was like wwtmd like instead of jd tmd so toby and matt and I think that I have definitely been burned by trusting people too quickly. Now, I think y'all are extreme in one direction, which is not healthy. But I think I'm extreme in the other direction, which is not healthy. And I seriously thought, okay, wait a second. Why do I think this person is so good? Why do I think that you know, I can trust them with this? And so I, I do think you guys Props benefit me. Uh, yeah, your asshole. Well, I mean, is, in, case you, in case you're missing what Joey's saying there, I, something that Toby and I kind of operate under uh, and – 
that I've said before is I don't believe in any way that you should give somebody the benefit of the doubt, and I don't think you should give anybody any credit for being nice. Now, you may think nice is pleasant, and that's fine. It's better to be nice than not, but I don't think anybody deserves any trust or credit or anything or even the benefit of the doubt at all. I think you just look, you know, I just don't think there's a, a need in that, and I think we too quickly go to that. But that sounds mean, but that's what I think. I don't understand why people immediately give others authority over, for example, their kids. Like, hey, oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just at the gym. Oh, yeah, here you go, you know, 17-year-old girl they hired. Right. Or the guy they hired, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, I just think we are too quick to go, well, yeah, at least I'm not having to deal with it, you know, or, yeah. or whatever it might be. And I, I think we should all realize it, it, before you go out in the world, just think about yourself and all the bad things that you would do, even on a small scale. And think about, I mean, people do stuff, so give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to mess up. So that means in that way you won't be so caught off guard. I mean, that's what I think so so crazy is that after somebody sins, like a pastor or something like that, then everybody's like, Oh no, and the church dissolves and all that stuff, meaning that all they all it was back again is just that it's like hero worship thing and it, it just doesn't mean anything and, and that's what frustrates me. So I want to start with everybody. The you know, the the pastor of every church in America is very sinful. Has tons of sin yeah. needs Super Jesus. messed up. Yeah, I, I'm agree. sure they would even say that too. But I wish they would say clearly, too, more it's about this. It's not as concrete as what it would really be. Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, even for me, I don't want to meet somebody and, like, I'm nice and say, well, man, it's nice to meet you. That's so great. I don't want them to, after I meet somebody for two minutes uh, and doesn't know me at all, to go around telling people how awesome I am. That's not even true. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't need anybody to like me until they have a reason to like me. I don't I need just, anybody to give me credit until yeah, you know, I have I a reason. I disagree with that a little bit just because of y'all's position because I think that you can get a general sense for how genuine someone is. And you guys being in Emory, being on stage, everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you talk to matt carter one-on-one you're like wow he's really down to earth he's pretty cool i think someone could come away with that in two minutes now if they start to say oh he's i'm sure he has an impeccable moral standard and doesn't do bad stuff that's that's taking it too far but why can't they say he's a cool guy here's why i disagree with you because i've met tons of people where i interacted with them for maybe five maybe ten minutes maybe they came on our bus and for sure I acted in a way on purpose that would make them think, that guy's so nice. He's down to earth. He's super chill. Yeah. And then as soon as that person left the bus, I go, God, I hated that guy. I wish he would have been <laughs> on our bus for 10 minutes. So the guy was wrong about saying I'm good or nice. I was, I didn't, you know what I mean? I was just pretending to be nice because, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. All you got to just pay attention to somebody, look at them in the eye, call them by name, tell them thank you, say a compliment to them, and they'll think you're great. So don't be as stupid as to fall for that because other people are telling you, you know what I mean? Don't fall for it either. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Because anybody that wants to manipulate somebody, well, you'll think they're great. So how long Period. did it, how long did it take you to think that I I was someone that you liked and wanted to be friends with? Um, well, I'm telling you, uh, the reason I like you was because you uh, were really outgo like outgoing with your humor and really crazy. And I thought you did a lot of things that were uh, risky. I would say like. Yeah things get up in front of a big crowd and make a big fart joke or something in the cafeteria so i respected you first so i th- you know what i mean like if you just came up to me and were nice to me i don't care about that yeah that's useless to me yeah I mean, i've said this before when i met matt i thought man we'll never be friends really <laughs> yeah for sure oh because you when you met him through devin when devin introduced him yep, to you yeah because you me- thought they probably thought they're like cool rock stars yeah long i just hair. thought matt was too goofy and the way he was acting and, and him and seth were hanging out you know what's crazy like, toby uh, is i remember you telling me that i remember 
the first time you met Matt and you came back to the dorm room and you're just like, yeah, I don't really like those guys. <laughs> I was like, because we were already friends with Devin at that time, yeah. Right, and I right. think that's fine. Like, I, I mean, Toby likes me now, so it took it, it took a little while, and that's good. That's better. Well, that's what I'm saying. So. I found out the real Matt, so I was able to to figure that out. So I think that's what you should do. Take your time. Now, I'm probably not right by immediately going, I'll never like that guy ever. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's a little bit too too big of an ultimatum that I would never like you. But um, I think a little bit of apprehension on, hey, let me just figure out this person for a little while. That's what I want my daughters and my son to do. Yeah. with their. It's future, also okay to not like people. And wives. Yeah. yeah, it's not a judgment against a person to say you don't like them. Like, yeah, I just don't, you know, the guy's boring or I don't like him or He's too obnoxious. That's okay. You don't like him. You think so Jesus thought people were boring and didn't really like them? Well, I mean, I, I no, I mean seriously, I'm that asking feels that question. a little trapping in the way you say it. No, but I, I would say on some level, he had to think some people are more annoying. Than I mean, the people. human side didn't. Yeah, I mean, on a certain level, because because I would say some of that annoying and un- boring or whatever would be potentially from sin. Maybe <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it just like maybe our, our redeemed selves in heaven won't will be more aware that we're being boring or more aware that we could potentially be a, uh, annoying to somebody. You know what I mean? But boring to me, for, and that's just me, boring's worse than obnoxious to me. I, I could take obnoxious any day of the week, pers- usually. All right, let's take a minute here to talk about X3 Watch. Uh, it is Internet's it's software that helps you block unwanted pornographic and sexual content from your Internet browser. Toby uses it. Joe uses it. I use it. Uh, we think it's really good stuff. You can check it out at x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian. You guys, what are your thoughts on it after using it for this amount of time? I think it's great. I, I, I mean, as we always say, I mean, it really is just an extra set of eyes there watching what you do when nobody else is around. Yeah. And, and and we all, I mean, this is for people who don't want to look at porn, obviously. I mean, so... Um, if that's you right now, if you're looking at porn, if you have any type of porn viewership, um, I would I would suggest this for you no matter what, and especially if you're a Christian. If you're a let's cri- just go ahead. If you're a Christian and you're looking at porn, you need some help. Yeah. So talk to somebody. Get X3 on on your computer and uh, let's try and nip this in the bud, man. Because you need to move on. This is I mean, how are you functioning as a Christian with ongoing sin and still you know getting mad at other folks who have ongoing sin whatever it might be yep and it's smart it uh it's it's user friendly just go to x3watch.com forward slash bad christian get 50 percent off uh lots of you are doing that and we think it's great that we can support a good uh program like yeah this. and when you do that you're supporting us you're helping to keep this podcast free which we always want to do so our advertising is very crucial to this podcast being made and x3 really supports us man triple x church has supported us maybe the most of of any uh corporation that we know or, or organization i rather i should say so uh re- we ask that you would support them as well so, yeah, like as Toby says, we really appreciate X3 Watch as well as all our sponsors. In addition, if you would like to sponsor the Bad Christian Podcast or have an advertisement with us, we'd appreciate it. That's how we keep one of the ways that we keep this podcast free. And so you email us at, at 
podcast at badchristian.com and tell us about you or your organization. And uh, we'll see. We're going to have some spots available for further sponsorship and advertising in the future. All right. We'll be back in just a second with Michael Gunger, who's been in a real shit storm as of the last few days. We're super glad to have gotten him on here so quickly last minute. We're going to sort through some of the stuff that he thinks and what's been going on, or maybe even we'll get into what he believes. So uh, we'll be right back after this with Michael Gunger. Yo. If you're on the East Coast, if you're on the West Coast, if you're in the world, then this message is for you. On the West Coast, tickets available now for Matt and Toby in the living room as well as this podcast come into a living room. Seattle, Portland, Chico Redding, Sacramento, and Joshua Fest. That's coming up in two weeks, August the 24th through the 30th. You can get tickets right now at badchristian.com. Go in the campaigns, find the Bad Christian store. You'll find it. It's on our Facebook. It's anywhere. And those tickets are on sale right now. East Coast people, in September, we have Emory, Norma Jean, Night Versus, and Artifacts Pareo going on tour. We're also going to have special VIP packages in which we're going to meet and greet with everybody and do a special, small, private acoustic set with a whole different set list than the set list that night with our full band acoustic. It's going to be amazing. That's going to be at emorymusic.com. You'll be able to find that. Those tickets will go on sale days from now. So check our website to see all of the cities that we're going to play in. And if we didn't mention your city, guess what? Both of these tours, we're going to be announcing more dates. The acoustic, the podcast, the living room, the VIP, Emory, Norma Jean, both of these things we do plan to extend and do and try to cover the whole country with. So be patient. Unless you're in one of the cities where we're coming, and then don't be patient. Buy your tickets right now. We do think a lot of these things and packages and living room shows will sell out quickly. And we're back. All right. Thank you to Michael Gunger for jumping on the podcast, especially on short notice here. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay or are you doing great right now? I'm doing okay. (laughs) Matt, he's been he's been slammed for the past forty eight hours on the We'll get into that. We'll get into that. So Michael, (laughs) we've never met before. I know we know a lot of the same people and we're in the same we do some of the kind of same stuff, but we've never met before, have we, or am I wrong about that? I, I mean, I, not that I know of, but I don't always have the greatest memory for that. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> um, I it's, know it's, it's recent- kind of a small world. Maybe we've, you know. Yeah, I'm similar sure areas has. at the same time. Uh, I heard that uh, you were with King's Kaleidoscope at a festival recently. Is that true? I don't know. You, don't remember- <laughs> <laughs> you, you really don't have a good memory. No, Chad from King's Kaleidoscope was at a, at a conference, I think. Uh, and we put out their music, King's Kaleidoscope, and he said that he, I'm sure that he said he met you and talked to you is what I thought, but he could be a liar. Maybe, maybe. Maybe that might be true. I'm not yeah. denying that. It's- Don't feel bad, man. My memory is the worst. Like it, that happens to us. Like we played a billion venues, and I can't remember the single name of one of them. Or the worst is when somebody comes up to you and goes, "Dude, do you remember where when I met you last time?" <laughs> and I just started basically lying. I just started lying, and I because you're usually playing at the same club or something. I'll go, wait a minute, that was the last time we played here, and they're like, yeah, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. You just lead them on, you just you or you just pretend for a little while until they give a detail. You you kind of bluff it for a little bit while thinking. All right, ask, ask me about King Kaleidoscope again, then. Okay, so <laughs> that King's Kaleidoscope band, you remember you played a festival with them recently? You remember that? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That's what they said. That's cool, man. We know the same people. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I definitely always bluff until they give a detail, and sometimes you get pretty far down in the conversation, you say, sorry. Why man. are you guys corrupting just, Michael? That's awesome. <laughs> He's like the good guy of music. You guys are the bad guys. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, where where are you at mentally, like from an emotional standpoint? Well, hang um, on, Joey. Why don't you explain to the folks at home what we're talking about? They may not know. Okay, cool. All right, well... No, let let Michael do it. It'll be better to hear what Michael. What, what Joey's asking about is there's some controversy going on with you lately, Michael. We wanted to give you the chance on here to talk about it. But do you want to give a background from your point of view of what's going on right now? I sure. Be- I mean, from my uh, I mean, my mine is a limited perspective. I got a text from a friend a couple nights ago that had this article link, and you know, people talk. Uh, I have to gauge which sort of words I use. Uh, People talk crap about about people, you know, and I so I, I don't I don't know how to respond. People talk shit about other people. I'll say it for you. Thanks. I I have to get okay. So now that you've yeah. said it, I can I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So I I got a text from a friend, and he shows me this article, and I'm like, oh wow, kind of have a laugh about it. Um, that says Gunger has drifted from biblical orthodoxy because. Uh, claim, you know, citing a few of my old blogs and that I don't believe in a literal Genesis narrative about creation and Noah and such. And I, uh, at the time, I thought it was kind of funny because I've been completely transparent about all that for years and years. Yeah. Um, I've been very explicit about my thoughts about all that for years. Um, but somehow it started catching fire and other several other Christian media outlets picked up the story and uh, started talking about it, and people started getting angry and calling me apostate and heretic. So you're telling me that there isn't actually anything new that you said in the last week. This is only about old stuff that was previously published even months ago? Yeah, most of it's years ago. Wow. But yes, I have not said anything new recently. I guess we were kind of under the assumption that, or I was at least under the assumption that you must have just done an interview and this is breaking news and kind of thing. And I know it is like it's hit all over the place now, but I didn't realize that all the material. Well, no, was it's from it's actually it's actually really weird, Matt. It seems, I mean, because you see all the Twitter and you're like, holy crap, what did what did Michael say? And then you don't find any any recent super recent thing that he said like the most recent article came out august 5th of this year but it just says yeah michael said in a blog post a year ago but i'm like what are people freaking out for it's crazy <laughs> well no so, and that's what it makes me wonder if it's just time it's just time you know it's like that time of the month for fundamentalists <laughs> yeah to uh to get the fight so, so that's the you- only thing i can imagine Matt, go ahead. Well, what I was going to ask is uh, what kind of, like, negative stuff – have you? is it just these big pieces? Was it World Magazine or a couple of magazines? Or is it more the, the individual people lashing out that is more bothersome to you? I'm not actually that bothered by – I mean, it's, it's a little – it's a little annoying at times. Um, but I don't know. There's some conversation there in the midst of this. I think I just happen to be kind of a scapegoat for an actual culture war that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and these are issues that are kind of burning in the back of people's minds that they just need to fight about right now. Um, so that need, and I am happen to be a convenient person to, to use yeah. uh, as a scapegoat. For Do you them. have any examples of some wild things people have said to you on or commented online? 
Oh, I mean, they've called me a two-fold child of hell. They've called me apostate. They said that you have there's a special place reserved, you know, in hell. Not the the worst place in hell is not reserved just not reserved for the gay people and the adulterers. It's reserved for people like you that wow. twist scriptures and. That's encouraging, I'm brother. Like, well, how'd you get uh how'd you get health feeding chart? That's pretty awesome. That's yeah. Crazy. Hey, well, let me ask you this. Like, I think a lot of people want to know because when they it, people are just jumping the gun and all of a sudden, do you believe like what do you believe about Jesus and Jesus's claims as far as being God and being the only way? Yeah, I love Jesus. I always love Jesus. And I'm I would call him the son of God. And and uh, that's what's funny about this. It's not, it has nothing to do with anything I've said about Jesus. Right. Um, things I've said about genesis well, well so what joey's <laughs> trying to do there is clear is, is give you the chance to make just a couple of claims that might make people might frame this better as a i mean would you see this as a like non-essential christian doctrine like a old earth young earth or what you believe about the rapture or stuff like that but what joey's asking is do you consider yourself a uh christian who believes in the living god and stuff like that jesus is alive today and that there is a heaven I would like if you want my belief statement, just look at the when we I, I started a church called Bloom and uh we always tried in Denver and we always tried to major on on what we'd like for the belief section. It's the Apostles' Creed. That's our belief section. Mm-hmm. Um and not trying to leave room for lots of people around the edges that disagree about lots of these peripheral issues. So you affirm the Apostles' Creed then as a believer? Yeah. The Apostles' Creed says, I believe in God the Father, maker of heaven and earth, uh, Jesus Christ's only Son, uh, uh, came to, or, I don't know, it starts like that at least. <laughs> hey, I, well, I, what I'd like to say is, and this is what really frustrates me, and this is one of the biggest reasons why we do Bad Christian, and we get it all the damn time, and I'm, I just get so <laughs> tired of it, is if we put... Hey, real quick, Mike, Michael, we love when Toby starts losing no, his head. We love it. I don't. I don't. I wish I wasn't like this. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, man, you're trying to create. The only way I even know who you are is that I feel like you try to create music to honor God and bring glory to God, no matter what it, what it looks like. You know, it, you feel like you have an art and you're trying to do that, and everybody's totally fine, and you are a hero until you say one thing that they might disagree with. Except for still, you're still proclaiming the gospel. We're still saying Jesus is Lord. We need to submit to him. He He's an answer. And so here's what really frustrates me about this. If you would have never once said you were a Christian and just uh, and had made your music totally in the secular world, and now you said, yes, I believe in Jesus, you would be a hero. It, and, and that you know what I mean? Like you could be cheating on your wife. You could be uh, doing anything you want. But as long as, as if you've got your popularity in the world and then just say, yeah, Jesus is cool. Yeah, they, Christians would call you their best friend. But if you start in the Christian world and say, hey, man, sometimes I have doubts or this is kind of where I'm at right now, nobody will even let you walk it out. If you're actually telling the truth, they, they way more respect a pastor who had a moral failure than Michael Gunger going, hey, man, yeah, I have doubts sometimes. Or, hey, I, I'm trying to work this out. I, I'm, I'm seeking God. Well, I see it then, not even as doubts, really. I think he just has a position, and it's just on a peripheral issue. I mean, to some degree. I know people trace a hard line to back to that, but really I think it's pretty clear that this is a peripheral issue, you know, right. how you interpret. I mean, 
I think probably we, the three of us don't agree on the issue or agree with Michael. I don't think probably any of the four of us agree about it, and I think that's okay, and I'm certain that some of us are wrong. I'm certain yeah. of it, obviously. So I don't know who. So I can only believe what I believe at the time, but it's insane to think people shouldn't say it or do it publicly or hide it. Or And the worst thing ever that artists can do is just try to please the people and oh, live gosh. in the dark and say, well, this will hurt my fan base. This will hurt my credibility. This will hurt my album sales. And that's what that's what we see typically across, honestly, the Christian music industry is full of that. And probably regular business, too. I know regular businessmen want their image to be good, but it's particularly stinky and It just shows you how dumb Americans are in general. In general, most people just want to buy into the politician he, I, hey, man, I'm a Christian, and this is what I'm going to do. And and they just want to be lied to. But if you tell them the truth, if you tell people the actual truth, they butcher you. Well, here's the problem, too, is they want they want Michael Gunger to be their hero. Like, mm-hmm. if Michael is struggling, or if Michael believes differently, or God forbid, what if Michael actually came out and said, I don't, I, I'm having trouble believing in Jesus. It, everybody is not going to react in love to a brother that they're just like, man, he, this is crazy. We need to pray for him and lift him up. They're going to be like, you're our hero. You can't do this to us. And that's why everything is so messed up. I mean, yeah. So, Michael, just tell us, how many Christians do you actually hate? And who do you hope? Yeah. And who do you want to go to hell? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, don't hate. No. <laughs> We're kidding. Would you be so bold in saying that right now there are feelings that are hurt? Like, are your feelings hurt? I mean, I've definitely had my feelings hurt since doing Bad Christian. Uh, I mean, honestly, I've for years I've been kind of amazed that people have like that the fundamentalists haven't been angrier at some of the things I've said. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I came from that from that world, and I think that there's. Um, so I know I'm, I'm not really hurt about it. I, I just am hopeful that we can transcend the the darker sides of what religion can do, and fundamentalism in particular, when it really follows the fear roots that it has rather than the love roots. Right. And I think that it has both. I think that um, I think that the reason, I'm part of the reason anyway. Um, I just actually posted a second blog this afternoon about this. Um, that, it, you know, I grew up in a, in a fairly fundamentalist house, and I remember being going to college and, and the science and everything being terribly scary to me because it threatened my reading of Scripture. Yeah. And the reason is that I didn't realize that the system I had been handed with fundamentalism really is based on a lot of different things and it's complex and and I we're all we're all like um colored by lots of things including like the enlightenment and modern thinking and you know if you ask somebody a christian before the enlightenment what is this any christian what is like the center of the faith what is the foundation of your faith everybody's going to say jesus christ yeah. but you ask somebody now that's an, especially more of an evangelical or fundamentalist um, what's the center of our faith? Good chance they're going to say the Bible. Yeah. That's the foundation of our faith. That's the center of the faith. And that's a very post-Enlightenment thing to think. And it's because the Bible is more easily reduced to a series of ideas and truths and propositions than a person. Mm-hmm. And that, that's more easy, And that t- type of thinking can be really helpful in certain life conditions and in certain stages of life where, where you need 
Um, and, and, and frankly, it's part of the thinking that makes me have to reread Genesis differently is that sort of kind of reductionist um, scientific reduce it to what you can prove and test, you know, sort of thing. But that sort of thinking doesn't work across the board for God. You can't, you can't reduce God. You can't put him under a microscope. You can't dissect God into something that's easily manageable. And, and that, that sort of mystery that the church for, you know, 1500 years was totally rooted in that sort of mystery. And we say, the creeds say, we believe not, we know. You know, it doesn't say it's not um, certitude that the church has ever had. It's belief and faith and hope and love. And um, but the Enlightenment made certain branches of Christianity have to respond uh, because of the circumstances that they were in. They're losing their voice, losing their relevance with all the scientific, um, you know, thought coming into the world. They had to kind of adapt and fight scientific lib and, and theological liberalism of early America, especially in America, American um, liberalism. And what developed is what we have now is this form of American fundamentalism. That's really a pretty new thing and, uh, and a very specific response to a specific threat that the group of people felt. So I get, I get it. I came from there. Um, and I get how different interpretations of scripture and different readings of scripture can be so scary. So no, I'm not hurt about it. Um, but I do, I do hope that, you know, I think that there's a good that gave rise to that fundamentalism in the first place. And most, for most people, there's a desire for good and order and love and everything underneath the surface of some of that fearfulness. And that's, I hope that's that. pretty awesome because what, you, going back to what you said earlier is you're saying that this is not just some negative thing you're saying this in some ways even having the argument and the ugliness coming out is progress or something that needs to happen yeah on some level a conversation needs to happen and and some of the the dissonance and tension that these conversations can create as long as we can tap if we can find ways of tapping into the more positive side of them and what's drawn you know what's the desire for good that we all have in having these conversations and not just the fear of, I don't want my group ostracized or alienated. I don't want to look stupid. I don't, you know, getting rid of trying to transcend those, the darker side of all that and the fearful side that makes fundamentalists responsible for so much violence in the world. Yeah, well, one one thing that kind of is sticking out to me is I think you make a great point about people going, well, I believe in the Bible as opposed to that Jesus is the answer. And I think that's what maybe I'm running into, too. I haven't thought of it that way, but I, I, I don't really pe- think people these days— maybe know the gospel as well in a sense of that Jesus is the answer. How do we reach people in any way possible? And what, and so how do you handle this? Like you're going through this situation. How do you handle this? And also you're in the Christian market. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like your, your sales depend on people that believe differently, differently than you. And is that, is that troublesome too? It's not troublesome to me to, I, I love a diversity of, beliefs and perspectives actually myself i we started this thing called the liturgists that is that was a major reason we started it is to try to get people with varying perspectives and beliefs to have a conversation and to create some work that's thoughtful and reasonable and leads towards unity within disagreement to me unity doesn't happen unless there's disagreement if there's no disagreement it's uniformity and that's not that interesting but unity, where there is no more 
Jew, Greek, male or female, slave or free, all that stuff, those are actual differences that we run into in the world. Right. But what's so beautiful about the Christian story is at the table, when you come and you gather around this this bread and this wine and this, this Jesus that scandalizes us, all, all those differences fade away, and we're all just one humanity. We're all just one group of people that needs to be saved, that needs to to find life. And um, so I, 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 on that level, I cherish differences and disagreement. Did you say yeah. you actually had gigs cancel, or at least a gig cancel on you because well, they found this out? Yeah, two and almost three so far. So are you worried that that's going to continue and your career is going to be over or hurt, or you're going to have to yeah, change? Of course, yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's a, a worry. Um, but I don't know. I, I I think I do think maybe I'm wrong, but it, it seems that the people that are super mad about this are really kind of the the extreme right, yeah, super fundamentalists. Mm-hmm. Um, I I haven't had any negativity come from anybody that's more in the middle or, or especially more on the progressive side, which is probably where I actually fit theologically um, more comfortably. So, you know, I, I hope that there's plenty of people willing to have. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem, Michael, with the middle, as you say, is um, probably those. Okay. First of all, these people that make a lot of noise, they do the, the, the super right or the mean or the unloving or just the jerks. Um, really put out a lot of noise and they're really bad and it's really negative and everybody knows that's negative but for some reason we pay it a lot of attention and the people in the middle pay that a lot of attention so you probably have these groups or these churches and these people bringing you for gigs that are not against you or probably don't necessarily disagree and probably are okay with you but they're intimidated by what if they get associated with you and that's yeah, the that's scary true. part the scary part isn't the 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 nut job that's saying mean things like Anybody can ignore that, but if you're if, if other people stick with them because they're scared of the bullying or whatever that is, that's when we're all in trouble. And so we, you know, that's that's what scares me is that that's what creates that culture. Everybody having to be ultra safe and ultra careful, and that's you know. Hey, how's Lisa uh, handling all this? Is she going mama bear, or how's how's she emotionally with? Not really, uh, she's kind of in a similar place. I mean, to be honest, all this is like, uh, it's. I don't want to like whine about a bunch of stuff, but I mean, we are in the middle of the craziest year of our lives. We had, a, I mean, we have a three month old down syndrome girl. That's about to have her second heart surgery. It's going to be open heart surgery. Uh, We are moving States to try to get into the right programs for that. And the day that we sold our house or the day that we were closing our house, uh, the buyers backed out after the movers took all our stuff. So we're like kind of homeless right now. We have no stuff. We have to resell our house now because we can't get the new place without selling our old place. One of our really good friends just died yesterday. Um, yesterday? Yesterday. Um, we have, like, there's, just, <laughs> there's a lot of crap going on. Um, yeah. So this, was, it, it is almost like cosmically humorous, the timing of all this, actually. Yeah. So this, these blog comments and stuff, it's a little frustrating at times, but it really is, right. like, the least of our concerns right now in some level. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's a good perspective. So I guess, yeah, it seems like even us, even we are part of that, just being concerned with some little absolutely nothing when, in fact, you're a real person with a ton of real yeah, shit going we on. Yeah, no idea. And man. I would say, too, man, I just feel like, gosh, and this is going to sound so spiritual, and I don't want to get too spiritual or spooky, but I always feel like when somebody is just 
attacked for trying to be real. I feel like that's one of the most times where Satan, the enemy, or uh, even ourselves can become so weak that it, 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 you know, that that's it's just the strangest thing that when stuff like that all piles on you, it's like everything wants to just bring you down, bring you down, and so. It's good to hear that you're not letting that happen and that your, your your faith is in Jesus and not in other people's comments and stuff like that. But um, is with, with all that being said, are you just hoping to like just get back on the road? Is that is that like a kind of an answer all for you guys? Like, is it just touring and playing music and writing music? Does that kind of get you back to where you want to be? Uh, no. I, well, we actually are like in the middle of writing. I, I find that sometimes these crazy moments like this do make good creative fodder. Um, they, like life is squeezing. And, you know, a lot of times for us, music is what comes out of that sort of pain and struggle. Um, so we're writing a lot of music right now, and we're actually going to go record some of it in a few weeks just to kind of start the process for our next album. And we're doing some touring with Switchfoot this fall. Um, we're hoping, you know, for a series of it's a mini tour sort of thing yeah. with switch foot. Um, but also trying to get, you know, trying to get life together with our, with our new daughter and, and all sorts of other stuff. So it's busy. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I don't want to be living on the road right now, Yeah. but finding some good balance and finding some peace in the storm yeah. will be a good, uh, good thing to learn right now. Well, Hey, I don't know if, uh, I, you know, it, just kind of depending on the rest of the podcast, uh, we may edit this, we may not, but just while the three of uh, four of us are on here, do you mind if we just pray uh, for you with all the stuff you're going through? Cool. Let's do that. God, we, uh, we thank you for being able to talk to Michael, and um, it's just crazy how we saw it as a peripheral blog comment thing, and he's honestly uh, going through arguably one of the most difficult times in his life. So we pray for his daughter. Lord, we pray that you would be with her, and um, God, just uh, the the pain that parents feel when they uh, just see their little girl uh, going through surgeries and all that stuff, Lord, we pray for your peace to just infiltrate everything, Lord, their days, their seconds, how they see the world, how they see their daughter, Lord, just let your grace abound. God, we pray for them as they mourn their friend. Lord, there's just so much stuff on their plates right now, on their hearts. And we still proclaim you, God, Jesus. We we need you. We don't ever stop needing you. And we thank you that your grace is sufficient. And uh, we thank you, Lord. And ask this in Jesus' name. Uh, now, Michael, too, one question I had was, is this basically just because somebody wrote an article and made it kind of... Uh, sensationalized and and that's why and if so haven't haven't those same I, I think I read it on like charisma news or something like that is that uh is that kind of like that's why this happened right yeah it started with a world magazine article and then charisma may have been the second charisma news may have been the second one to pick it up and then Christian Post or something yeah I think the um so it really just was yeah there was nothing new we didn't come out with anything I've been I've been dealing with our trying trying to see if we can get our earnest money back from the movers that for the <laughs> buyers that backed out. Right. I haven't been saying anything. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of a, something. I don't know if it's boredom, the, the the cycle. People needed content. I don't I don't know what's going on, but yeah. uh, just one of those odd things. But same same thing kind of happened with a uh, similar thing anyway. Happened with a, a blog that I wrote about Christian music years ago. Um, that actually inspired 
it was this ranty little blog that I wrote, blog post, and um, and I actually the thoughts and, and discussions that that inspired actually made me write a whole book. Um, and the, the initial blog post was so rough, and it was just a, just one little sit down rant, quick publish. Um, anyway, like this last year, it, I had already deleted it, and all of a sudden it surfaced uh, on somebody else's blog. Jeez. You know, I, again, I have no, re- I have no idea. What was objectionable to people in that? And what? What was objectionable to people in that blog? Uh, I was, I was kind of ranting at the time about um, how Christian music does seem to, um, and and now on this, uh, after after going through the whole process of writing my book and stuff, I don't think this is just a Christian music problem. I think it's present in lots of other sorts of industries and other sorts of music as well. Um, but it has a, you know, it can tend to uh, zombify, like, like it turns into like kind of a soulless um, copy of what's been successful in the mainstream. Uh, and a few years later, putting some Jesus lyrics to it. And there's something that about all that whole system that feels pretty disingenuous to me. And I think that reflected not only in just Christian music, but just Christian dumb period and, and how we, do a lot of things and so it was kind of a rant about all that um and not not incredibly tactfully said or anything it just was mm-hmm. randy so anyway i i deleted it and and honed my thoughts but it came out i can't remember when it was this last year and um and went like super viral and people are like why are you getting mad at me again like why are you saying all this about christian music <laughs> why are you in christian music that's that like our last album iron mountain is not a christian album it's just art to me it's just um so we weren't we were playing all clubs at the time and i'm like i'm not saying anything about christian music right now i really don't have that much concern about christian music right now i'm not even trying to be in the christian music world right now um so anyway but it's the same kind of thing it just it just sprung up and people whatever reason it's the weird one of the weird realities of the internet so maybe so let me tell you what i think will happen here michael i think that you're gonna obviously i do think you're gonna be okay and in some ways i think hopefully this whole thing will work for you because probably your blog post you put up yesterday it probably got a shitload of traffic am i wrong yeah my my guy told me yesterday it got like uh 40,000 hits on <laughs> in one day so that's pretty awesome i looked at it right after you put it up and it had like 500 comments on it by yesterday evening so that's pretty i mean i think that basically if you stay the course and stay true and don't do public apology mode and and you stay real the conversation will keep going and people will respect you for it because i think some of the stuff's on the forefront and we do have to have a lot of these hard conversations and i think your good fans, your core fan base, and these people will support you in the long run, uh, but it might be crazy. But I think it'll actually function as somewhat helpful to propel your career in some ways. There may be some losses as well, but I think that you can, you will not only weather them but come out stronger would be my, what I would predict. Well, that would be great. I hope you are uh – Hope you were accurate. I'm not going to put money on it. Anything. <laughs> it's really funny though. Like I just I went back to the article and the the title of the article article on Charisma News is "You Won't Believe Who Doesn't Believe the Whole Bible Anymore." <laughs> <laughs> like, like breaking news, they broke it. I mean, I, I'm just like, are you serious? I mean, like it's just like, I mean that, that I mean that that that's terrible. I mean, Michael, that, that, you believe officially two thirds of the Bible? No, you believe one third of the Bible. That's your official stance. <laughs> I believe exactly one half. <laughs> the whole Bible anymore. 
Well, well Michael, if any, if everything really starts to fall apart musically, you always have a home here at Bad Christian Records, baby. Yeah, we'll sign sure. you in a second. <laughs> and I would like to say too, I think it's okay. Like I, I'm certain that there are things about the Bible and our and and even my faith that I probably disagree with you, and you would disagree with me, but. We should be able to meet people like Jesus did. Jesus left heaven and became human to meet people where they were at as humans. And I feel like we just negate that too many times, and we don't. It it becomes an issue of who doesn't believe the whole Bible. Not hey, this is Michael Gunger, a dude, and he has a face and a family and and real issues and real joys. And I but just, Toby, people made him the hero. That's, that's no, the I know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. People want. The hero. They want. Right. They want Mike Gunger. They want us. They want. They want us to be the hero as opposed to Jesus. Right. And so I just I get frustrated with it because I just think it's okay to disagree. I, I my goal should not be to convince you to believe the way I do. It should be to believe the truth. And I'm I'm certain Jesus God is strong enough to convince anybody that He's the truth. Right. I'm certain of that. God is more powerful than anything. So anyway, long story short, I just want to thank you for that, and and I'm glad that we can come on here, uh, have a conversation, and uh, and it's okay to get ideas out and be and think and use our brains. So maybe Toby, what you're saying, it may, you guys are maybe saying that we could accuse, therefore, back the people that are super disappointed and upset and challenging Michael in this way of idolatry and the fact that they were trying to make Michael something more than he was as a as just a person. Of course, right. I mean, I mean, of course. What what? Here's what they want to do, and this is this is just me. This is not Michael saying this. I fully believe that this Charisma News site want, wanted to sell some advertising like Applebee's that they have at the top of their site, and they knew, <laughs> hey, man, this will get a lot of traffic, so, hey, this is this, this is old. How can we refresh this? Let's make it uh, really crazy, and we'll say this really wild thing, and then uh, that, that maybe you've even said before in, in the past, and this way we can refresh this story, put it out, we, we can sell some advertising, and, and, some then, rib and they, know, they know people will just take them for the God's honest truth. That that's just true, and and take the whole human aspect out of it, and it's just an issue. Then it's an issue of the Bible being inerrant, or the Bible being completely literal or not literal, as opposed to hey, this guy's thinking about stuff. So like shock value. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which, which we can be accused of too. I know that we can be accused of that and writing a crazy title on a post or something like that. But this, I feel like, was almost just like intentionally go after this guy a little bit to me. But. Well, hey, Michael, can we uh, build our Twitter base and put out, we just talked to Michael Gunger, and he is leaving Lisa, and he's a homosexual now, just so we can blow up. <laughs> just get some ads real quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do a worse a worse title for this. Sorry, Michael, we got we to gotta sell some Applebee's advertising too, dude. <laughs> Michael's, we'll put out that Michael's podcast episode was so vile and dirty that we could never air it. <laughs> <laughs> with that story. <laughs> oh man all right well thanks for joining us mike we sure do appreciate it man yeah definitely. thanks for having me yep all right Cheers, Bye. all right man that was michael gunger um kind of crazy like he's going through a hell of a time right now yeah man, that was i mean he's like seriously like it's a really bad time for the gungers yeah. right now so hey congratulations yeah. all of you guys that have been uh tweeting and heckling him and good t- job. saying that he's <laughs> saying he's going to the worst spot in hell yeah hey, good, yeah man good job with that way to be a christian honestly i just want i just want to thank all the christians out there that tell people that they're wrong and that they should go to hell and that, that if they don't believe like they do that they are a piece of you know you know what they won't say the word because if you actually said the word then you'd be bad as long as you don't <laughs> As long as you can tell somebody they are going to hell forever in eternity, but please don't say the word damn.
Don't or, say ass. You know yeah. what I mean? Only use hell when you're telling somebody they're going there. <laughs> Literally. You know what I mean? Otherwise, that Keep is a bad it, word. It up. <laughs> is that not true? Which is funny because that, I mean, that is Who what, on earth knows who's going to heaven or hell? Nobody. Yeah. Or, or unless you're God. And if you're God, okay, I'll submit to you. Thank you for being God and all that stuff. But, I mean, if you're not God... Shut up, <laughs> my lord. Well, but I mean, that's a small percentage, right? Like, I think there's a certain amount of people that would be that mean, and almost everybody universally agrees that's messed up, right? But I guess most people just want to know they're just kind of in between or something, and they just are confused. You're right. Or- I, it, it sucks because the loudest voices, especially on the internet, are usually just the biggest jerks. But it's just, I'm, I'm sure there's probably been more like support and stuff for, for him or even us, for sure. I think people are pretty supportive. But I, it just gets frustrating when, like you said, man, I, just, I think really – some people can say something, and then everybody just buys into it and just goes, okay, that's what we're going to do. And, th- and that's how we get into trouble. I mean, that, that, that's how every bad thing ever happens. Somebody has a bad idea, and people jump on board because they're scared to stand up to it or uh, what the consequences are. They're exhausted from trying to fight it, and then really bad stuff in the world happens. Hey, yeah. Matt, let me ask you this. I, I, I like your answers uh, to these sorts of questions. Why do you think he even was so quick to not only be on the show – uh, podcast, but I mean, right away, we're talking within 24 hours. He's on the show. We asked him last night. And what do you think people think? Um, now, I, I guess I'm assuming that he, he has not listened to a lot of these podcasts. I remember when we had uh, Pastor Jared Wilson on, you know, he was basically just, you could tell he was a little apprehensive where we're going to attack him, where we're going to uh-huh. heckle him and all that sort of thing. You think you, he might have been worried that we might pin him down? Yeah, like what What do you think he expects, it, especially if someone has not listened? Do, do they think that we're just going to have a conversation? Like I know for a fact uh, that Herb uh, Silverman, a podcast that will be coming out in the future, uh, an atheist. I knew he was he was ready for a fight. I mean, and and probably he thought, yeah, it'll be nice guys, but I've got to get out all my artillery. And basically, what's going on is people are used to Rush Limbaugh, O'Reilly, Factor, or uh, stuff like that. Like the uh, the main stuff that where you have to do a seven minute clip and have to take commercial breaks. It yeah. has to be fiery. It has to be hot. It has to be aggressive, and or else it's just not going to make it. Right. And so now that we have this format of podcasting, it's, it's different. And so yeah. it's really awesome to be in this realm where we, you do have time to talk to people, and the people that listen to this are not people just flipping channels. There's people right. that you guys out there have downloaded this episode. It's uh, 100 megabytes and an hour and a half, so it's not like – uh, you don't have to be that aggressive, and you, there's room to let it breathe and everything. So some people are just getting used to this form of uh, communication and stuff like that. But it's going to be amazing the more uh, the more it goes, and the more people have good podcasts and real stuff gets to be put out directly by. Uh, creative people. Not that our podcast is the most creative thing; it's probably pretty low. So the million low dollar, bar, but you the know, million dollar question: Do you think that he knew about Bad Christian before all the twittering last night? Like, do you think he was just like, "Oh yeah, these guys are cool. I'll, I'll go on there." Or do you think he's just like, "Huh, I don't know who they are," but sounds well, I, I don't know that he knew, knows much about us who we are, and I don't think a ton of people do. But what I'm excited about with our podcast and Bad Christian is, I think that people are. Uh, I, I think people are realizing more and more, less that this is some 
debate interview or shock value show, but a place where people can go and talk where there's not a lot of other outlets like that. So we do want to be, and I think we are slowly getting cooler and cooler guests that think, hey, this is the place I can go and just talk and be myself or whatever, kind of like Howard Stern is, honestly. I know a lot of people don't like Howard Stern, but a lot of people really respect him and think it's great. They just go on there and they can talk the way they really talk and just, you know. So what you're saying is we're getting we're getting cooler and cooler guests, and we started with Matt McDonald, and we just keep getting better and way yeah, better. Yeah, Matt McDonald was the worst. By <laughs> yeah, he's the worst one. Hey, here's the thing. I want everybody to understand this. I believe that there are things that I disagree with Michael Gunger on. I believe oh, yeah. there's things I disagree with Matt and Joey on all the time. And there's things that they disagree with me. And, and, I, and let me even nail that down to like, I'm definitely not fat. I definitely specifically specifically uh, theology and what we believe about Jesus. Um, I think there could be some differences there, right? We we might see things differently. Uh, you got uh, any examples? Well, I'm, uh, I mean, obviously. Any. Oh well, well for me for sure. With my, I mean, he doesn't believe, uh, you know, that Noah, the Noah story, that that wasn't wasn't literal, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> for me, like you've said before, I'm the same way, Matt. I believe in miracles, and I think that there somehow is a miracle. I don't know, and I'm also open. That's what I love that he said is it's a belief. I have a belief that that is true. I do not know for a fact that it was, and if I get to heaven, I'm not going to be. Not, I'm not going to not be in heaven if God goes, "Hey, that wasn't, you know." Not, I mean, that was kind of just a story, just to talk about this, or it, it wasn't the whole world. It was just, you know, where they saw. You know what I mean? They were just they were in there for forty days, and it was it was this. I, I think people can make great points about that. And in one article I read by Gunger, he said, "You know, how did the if that's the case, how did the pandas get to Australia or whatever? If they were in Mount Arad or whatever, you know what I mean? That's a great point." And I go, "Okay, hmm." Sure, I don't know. I would have to say it'd be a miracle. What What would y'all say to my point of view, which is strongly, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's literally true or not. I, don't, I guess I would That's almost go I'm so saying. far as to say yeah, I don't I have a position, which might be more uh, uh, more nasty to some people than well, others, but I guess I don't care if it's true You don't or not. care, I mean, but I think you would say— I don't care about me having a position. I'll right. I'll put it that way. But somebody like Joey probably is like, man, I can't wait to find out all the details in heaven. Yeah, and, stuff I'm like that. And, and then I would say, Matt, yeah. you would say you don't care, but you are totally open to believe that God can do whatever he wants. I'm, right? I'm okay 100% if evolution, everything the scientists ever say is true. I'm also 100% fine if they're total, everything's totally wrong and God tricked everybody and there's nothing <laughs> this and everything's miracles and it's some unbelievable, uh, implausible thing. I'm fine with that. And uh, honestly, if I had to lean on the coin toss, I say that the miracles and the implausible, why not just go for it? I already believe some crazy shit with what Jesus did and who I am. and what I mean, I already believe crazy stuff, so might as well go whole hog on it and say, I guess I believe it. However, yeah, I mean, if you want to get logical about it, most of the most stuff doesn't make sense. I mean, you can't. It doesn't yeah, make why sense do we start? Yeah, so that's what I understand. Why as Christians uh, are we so fearful, and why do we start with just the toughest things like people, even me, and I'm, 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 I'm not even going to accuse myself here, but like, I start with, uh oh, I heard something weird that's probably true. Oh no, I'm not gonna like this guy anymore. And then I have to go, okay, let me filter through that. Let me filter through that. Filter through my own brain to where I can get to go. Oh wait a minute, this is a real guy. He's just talking here and all that stuff. Why can't we start more like Jesus? Why, when a bunch of people are standing around a lady gonna stone her because she committed adultery, which is a sin and it's messed up. I bet her husband was really maybe upset or hurt or no, who knows what he did. You know <laughs> he what I mean? Like might she, have been upset. Yeah, he, she did, she did a really bad thing. She was in adultery, and Jesus writes something in the sand, and then he he goes, "I do not con- condemn you either." 
go. Uh, they, did, they, they did not condemn you, and I will not condemn you. Go and sin no more. I guarantee she probably did sin again uh, on a certain level, <laughs> but I bet she believed in the power of Jesus Christ that she would need somebody that was able to not condemn her or that was actually able to condemn her. We can't condemn anybody because we're full of it too. Yeah. I mean, it just is silly. <clears throat> you know, I agree with you, and um, something, Matt, you said as far as believing in uh, a miracle all of a sudden, I think that every single person on the face of this earth, you start with a miracle. Like either you believe that everything came from nothing or you believe that God came from nothing or you believe that God or the universe always existed. And all of those are pretty jacked up. I don't know, Christian, uh, the last time you thought about how crazy it is that God has always existed, that he never was created. I mean, that puts my mind in a fierce tailspin. I don't know. Does that make sense? A tailspin? I mean, it starts with a miracle. You're just saying that, well, yeah, I'm saying like, yeah, that's what I don't like about the people that try to balance everything because it's like you want an explanation for it. I mean, I'm okay with saying I'm a moron and I'm stupid and I believe crazy stuff like there's a Jewish zombie that's going to save me like you know like people say so you believe a Jewish zombie raised from the dead he's doing do magic and you're going to go live in a happy place yeah I guess I'm not stupid yeah but I think it's true I believe it I feel it I've, it's been confirmed to me I just can't help it I wish I didn't believe it I mean I, you know I wish I, I wouldn't have I don't want to believe it it just I think it's true so now I can't Matt, help it Matt, one thing that I have always been curious, and I've actually never been able to uh, ask you this before, is you talk about how um, you don't think that anyone, and Toby, you feel the same way, yeah, I don't think that anyone should be upset or scared about hell. And I don't understand that. Uh, my I, thing- I think that's Toby's thing a little bit more, but what he's talking about is how it's based almost probably after Toby read The Great Divorce, and I do enjoy speaking for Toby, yes. But Thank you. He... he st- C.S. Lewis puts it in a way that says that hell is not, uh, it's not a direct, it's not as literal as it is in the Bible. He says it's more. What if it's more like a thing that you choose it? And so hell itself is being apart from God. That's what sin is. That's what separation. And if you left to your own devices and you didn't have God at all, well, your own what your own choosing and your own actions and things that you would choose are just worse and worse. And they actually are totally hell. So if you are if you had the choice of God or not God, and you're going to choose God. I mean, not God, then it's, that is hell, no matter what. Like, yeah, no, not, it doesn't matter how, because on the flip side, well, what if it could be more? I mean, is it, it, you know, all you have to say is, oh, infinite torture or how hot the fire is or how many nerve endings does your spiritual body have? Right. But what does it mean to be separated from God? So it has to be more based in that, probably. And now, don't mean, I'm not trying to be unliteral about the Bible, but I think it's obviously less about the temperature of the flames, but more about you being separated from God. And if you want to choose that, that's fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, well, I it don't... would be pretty bad in the long run. If you take God out of my life right now, I've been on earth 30 years, and if it wasn't for God, my life would be way worse. So imagine me three million years from now of me being in charge. Well, well let, me even, let me I was even thinking about this the other day. If there's a literal hell, and it's fire and, and brimstone and I don't and believe in that, by and, the way. And miserable, then I would say... Okay, that's what God decided to do. God created everything. He gets to say, I believe God is a literal, a loving God, so I trust his decisions on things. But just let's just take the very first sin. There's two people, apparently, you know, even if you don't, don't want the story, as the story goes, two people and their sin, worst one ever. It killed everybody. Yeah. You know, it's way worse than any sin that's been in the history of the world because their sin, in fact, killed all of us 
allowed all sin into the world. They are the worst people ever. God said nothing about eternal damnation to them. He mentioned nothing that, oh, man, if you don't get back right, he didn't even ask them to apologize. He just said, hey, here's your punishment. Here's what you're going to have, and you won't, you won't, you're going to die. There's going to be pain in childbirth. The soil won't be the same anymore when you try to grow plants. He did not mention uh, specifically to those two, hey, what you have done now will send That's all true. these people here. So now Jesus talked a lot about hell, but at the same time, if you read a lot about it, he is talking about Gehenna, which was this terrible place that's basically just a place of desolation and kind of on the outside of just somewhere you wouldn't want to be that they, they sent to people. And I don't want to put words in Jesus's mouth. So if that's what Jesus was talking about, that we're going to be in a fire pit. Okay. I believe it. But to me, it feels like just like, uh, you know, with our, uh, when we have a, an atheist on the podcast or, or whatever, um, I believe that they just don't want it. They don't, maybe they just don't want to believe in God. And, and if, you would believe if you had proof, then I think everybody on earth will get some proof. I don't know if that means saying the, the letters J-E-S-U-S in concession. I don't know what that means. I believe God is powerful enough that on certain level, if you know you need something more than you, that that something about you is infected with something that can't be can't adhere to good, then and you need somebody that can help you with that, I think you get to heaven. I, and I'm certain there will be a lot of people that you don't think should be there in both That's places. very Arminian of you, in my opinion. I guess it could go no, both I ways. No, I think it's totally Calvinist, because I think God controls it no matter what. <laughs> I mean, I just do. Well, I mean, so I don't, what basically Toby's saying, that I never thought of it in that terms, but it's even more logical, is God, when sin entered the earth through Adam and Eve, God told them the consequences of their action, and it was going to be bad. And now you add infinity to that, then it's not like it's going to be real bad, and then it's going to be real bad, and then it's going to go. Then you're going to go to the real bad place. He he basically said, "Wow, now we're separated, and there's going to be consequences." And basically, over time, those consequences, apart from God and His action, you know what I mean? It's not like there's necessarily a jump to hell. It just it it goes bad. So you add yeah. infinity to a spiritual body. Totally. Yeah, your physical body's all hundred years, but if your spiritual body separated from God, it gets worse and worse for billions of years. So I mean, if you have all, an anger problem, th- 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 this is what Tim Keller said. It just shook me to the bone. If you have an anger problem right now, how bad will it be one million years from now? How about one billion years from now? I mean, that, yeah. th- that's just and that's true. Just like I've said, old people don't get better. They, they they're not becoming <laughs> yeah, well, sweet people. They 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 steal candies. They lie. They they whatever. You know they they they're full of stuff. I'm, they're super great. They're nice people. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. I, I also don't like it if you say sinful. That immediately means that your personality's bad or that I hate you or something like that. I wish we could get back get away from that as well because we're all sinful. We all need a savior to get us out of this. So so I don't. If you're a sinner, guess what? We have a lot in common. Damn. So the- <laughs> I had to bring a bit. <laughs> what? Guys, after all this, I don't even know anymore, man. Well, just... I, we've had, we've heard, we sure have heard a lot of truth on the episode today. That, so I'm not sure that I can handle any more. So maybe we should just wrap here is what I'm thinking. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do I've that. Let's do that. Here. Well, guys, we are thankful for uh, tuning in. Sorry about Toby's news. Uh, we just wait, don't wait, have wait, time wait, to wait, fit wait, that in. Wait, and, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, we wait. love you guys, and thanks for joining. Wait, 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 wait. What? Well, uh, what? Wait, guys, you, I don't do the news for me. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. What you had just I said. I do the news for the people, and you know that damn well, Joey. Yeah, but you had just said that we have. No, Matt had just said. 
that no, we, Matt had just said. <laughs> we have had too Please much. Please stop laying down, wrenching <laughs> the, the the microphone in between your fingers, making noise. <laughs> Eating a slice of pepperoni pizza. You know what? When we're talking about miracles, I didn't even say this. I believe in miracles all the time. I saw one yesterday. Joey ate seven pizzas and down two, two liters of Mountain Dew in under 30 minutes. Under 30 minutes. Wow. Tell me there ain't no God. That was Joey's butt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess I can handle some more. I'm kind of pumped up now. I think I can handle some truth. Let's hit it. Let's do it. In a world where you wake up one day <laughs> and you don't know what in the hell to do, I'm here for you. My name's Toby Morrell. This is News with Toby. How's everybody doing? Hello, 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 hello. We're doing good. All right, Toby, what's your lead story? My lead story comes from AP News Network. <laughs> Monkeys take selfies sparking copyright dispute. Okay. Wow. A series of self-portraits taken by an in, by Indonesian monkeys has sparked a copyright dispute between Wikipedia and a British wildlife photographer who wasn't amused that the popular images are being used for free. Photographer David Slater complained Thursday that Wikipedia rejected his request for the images to be removed from the website. He said he owns the copyright to the images of the crested black macaw monkeys. Is that how you say that? Uh, Good enough. Uh, which were taken in the Indonesian Indonesian jungle in 2011. Slater told the BBC that although the monkeys pressed the button, he had set the self-portraits up by framing them and setting the camera on a tripod. So this guy didn't even take the picture. Right. He didn't but he's take the claiming pic- it as his intellectual property. Because he set it up. He went through the process. He went. He flew there, uh, you know, set up the camera on the tripod, got the, got the shot, and all he, he, then he even coerced... The monkeys into t- hitting the button. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. But is he trying? Is that guy trying to cut the monkeys in on the profits or not? Is what I need to know. No, he's not. But no, okay. no, no wildlife photographer does. You know that. I mean, a wildlife photographer takes a picture of an awesome yeah, snow but the, leopard. But he's the not monkey money took to the-, the damn picture. That's what Wikipedia is trying to say. You're right. But I mean, he did all the work. Yeah, but the monkey pushed that shutter. So that monkey at least deserves a cut. Is all I'm saying. Well, I can believe that. Considering if you had a, if you had five monkeys play an entire Emory song on real instruments, you worked them and got them to do. They that. do it at Showbiz Pizza. They uh, have yeah. that. Oh man, they, I know those monkeys get paid. I think or the bears actually, or whatever they are. I'm pretty sure they're robots, Matt. Did you not know that? Well, they play. They play, can play the music pretty good. Matt, oh. they're, they're robots. You just scratched your nose, and I heard it really loud. That's my beard. <laughs> Sounds like you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> well, great. Thanks for commenting on that one, Joey. <laughs> I hate Joey right now. I it, really don't be, know where Joey's head is. Maybe Matt, Toby, and Gunger. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be way better. County yeah. Fairgoers. This is from AP as well. We were fed pot laced chocolate. Joey, wow. how often do you smoke weed? Um, I smoke weed. Three uh, people say they were drugged <laughs> after eating a chocolate bar that wasn't supposed to have marijuana in it. It wasn't supposed to. <laughs> so that meant there maybe there was some. I feel, hey, these are clean. I don't don't worry. They don't have it. I feel something in my finger. <laughs> there was not supposed to have marijuana in it at the Denver County Fair's new pot pavilion. Oh, okay, I see. And one of them has filed a lawsuit alleging the vendor was negligent. 
So they thought they were, so they were at a pot pavilion, which I mean, it, it kind of seems dumb that they would be upset about that seeing as how, I mean, they were at a pot pavilion, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you get all up in the air about that? I would about say pot being there. I would say it's most likely frivolous, you know, just people trying to make, yeah. make a buck on on something. I mean, because that's you know, I don't know. I think that'd be I think that'd be one of the greatest things is to unintentionally. I've always said that to unintentionally uh, get dosed with an illegal drug because then it's off of your conscience that you did it right. So you're walking right. around all of a sudden you just ate a cookie and now you get to be high for like eight hours. Yeah, it probably ruins the rest of your day productivity wise. But hey, you get to be high and you didn't have to like. Uh, make the decision or be culpable for the ingestion of the THC itself. So you're I think high for eight cool. hours? Uh, well, yeah. When the only time, I've never smoked pot before, but we, uh, I'll at least say me, and when we were in Amsterdam where it is legal, uh, a few years ago on Emory tour, I ate a uh, pot, you know, muffin It's called or a space like cake. That. A space cake, they call it. And it was really insane. I've never smoked pot, so I don't know the difference. But, yeah, it was probably eight hours, 12 hours at least where I was – it was weird. It was crazy. And I really enjoyed it. I thought, I mean, well, Matt's I, never done any drugs. Really do. so, so it, it affected him, I would say, less and less, obviously, as the final hours got. Yeah, there. but it but, was intense. It was intense for 12 hours. Or it was intense for six or eight hours, for sure. Now, Toby, I'd having, having a past maybe. with smoking weed, is that the same thing? Like, would that happen if eating, you. Sm- eating marijuana is way more intense. So if you smoke one joint, me. you wouldn't be high for eight hours. No, I don't think so. I mean, I've been very high before. I mean, unbelievably high. So high, I touched the sky. But, uh, yeah, eating it was a, is, is hugely different. I, I mean, I'm shocked, in fact, that I, I, don't, I don't, I guess that does something to the THC. But uh, getting back to my story, Jordan Coombs says he ate a free sample of, a chocolate, of chocolate after a Live Well employee told him it did not contain THC. But soon after eating the candy, Coombs said he felt strange and started vomiting uncontrollably <laughs> in his car. Doctors at a hospital, room, a hospital emergency room told him he had overdosed on the drug, according to the suit. That's pretty severe. Maybe that's not frivolous then. Which says the candy bar should have been properly labeled. Here's the thing. I mean, if it was just a sample, how much? I mean, I think every person that's ever smoked pot before knows that that's, that's probably not... Is that true? I mean, that seems like that wouldn't be the I marijuana. I think those edibles can be as concentrated as they want to be these days, you know? So it, there's no telling. So that doesn't sound as frivolous as I thought, but an interesting story. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if... The, can you actually overdose on marijuana? That That's a that's a real thing? I don't, uh, I don't think you it. can overdose in it like, as it could kill you or something. I think overdose would be a more of a uh, yeah i think it's happened to people there. because but, it i mean that, it, so that sounds way of. worse though vomiting uncontrollably but that's every human that's ever vomited yeah, right not much control <laughs> you, <vomit. laughs> you know what i mean i mean that's still a little that's the, a little not totally true i mean i've always vomited I've never been uncontrollably. fully under control when i was vomiting <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> so that just that seems a little frivolous i think that this guy i mean if thc showed up in your bloodstream i mean what is overdose i mean that seems like that could be any amount that, that doesn't well, seem really good what about I mean. overdosing on alcohol does that mean get drunk or die you know you can overdose on alcohol and have alcohol poisoning yeah but that's Is what that i'm saying you, you can throw up o- or yes. if you need an iv or what would it be right you can overdose on alcohol i'm just saying i guess i don't know if, if, if whoever out there knows write us and let us know about overdosing on marijuana because i've never heard that before i didn't think you could now i know you can get unbelievably high I think and, but, what people say is that you can't die from marijuana overdose is what they would say, probably. Y'all think marijuana is worse than cigarettes? Uh, pff, no. 
From what I, I mean, understand, health, from health-wise, it's definitely so. not. Would you bad. rather be locked in a room with somebody smoking cigarettes or a marijuana joint for I mean, one se- hour? Selfishly, a joint. You you want to get high is what you're saying. Well, so, I mean, Joe, you want to get high, you just can't because it's illegal. Joey is selfish about marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to. I mean, I, I guess I think I'm totally wrong when I say this shows shows you how ignorant I am with this sort of thing. But it, I I thought that hey, breathing. Buddy, in, you're ignorant about everything. Go ahead. I thought that breathing in cigarette smoke was like super bad for your lungs, and I yeah. guess I didn't know marijuana was just as bad. But I guess it is. No, it's not just as bad. It's, it's definitely not. not. It's no, not it's definitely not because it doesn't have as you many get chemicals. High, you know, I mean, you would get high, right, from it. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what what's what's the moral ground? If you had to go in there, do you destroy the the temple of the Holy Spirit more so, or do you get high? I'm gonna go with high. I want to get high, so high. All right, guys, my last little bit of news here. Road rage driver sets car afire with a flare gun. Wow. From NBC, a road rage incident in Santa Cruz County on Friday ended when one of the drivers pulled a flare gun and fired it at the other car, <laughs> setting it on fire, according to police. It's Whoa, not- he set another car on fire yeah. on purpose yeah. with a flare gun. That's awesome. That's like a, a movie. That's an amazing shot because this thing don't yeah. shoot out just straight. I mean, uh, it's not clear what initially set off Dante Stewart, who is 63 years old. But That's so cool. <laughs> what did I tell you? 63 old years old, a guy's going to shoot you with a flare gun. But, yeah, he's better. <laughs> Listen to him. He's wise. Come well, on, man. There is more wisdom with a lot of older people. On some things, but there's not less sin, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you just lump the two together. That's there, not true. There we, is more wisdom, but there's not more here, sin. I'm but really, there, no, I'm, there's a lot of less wisdom, too, though. I'm really Give me trying, that. There's a lot of less wisdom. Yeah, as, yes. As well. I'm trying to protect you right now because I, you don't want to be lumped in with people that are just like, old people suck. They get in the way. They walk. They're humpback and all that stuff. I mean... Of you, course not. Okay. How dare you? All right. I was. Just I love to help old you people. Out. I'm, I'm just. Trying I'm to just help saying. I don't out. like the idea. I think it's a wrong idea to go. Uh, you know, as we age, we get better. I don't think that's true, especially concerning sin. Right. I would agree with that. Well, so most people would challenge in the sanctification department. What does sanctification mean? Right. In light yeah. Of what and I would agree with that asking, too. I'm not going to disagree with Toby, but I'm saying what, in light of what you just said, what does that mean about sanctification? How do you fit sanctification with that? I'll answer that question by saying... No, I'm asking Toby. Okay. Oh, pardon me. Sorry, sorry. I, during my news segment, I get to talk. I, I, I apologize <laughs> to you, Joey. Here's well, what I'm saying. I was trying to save you because you don't have an answer. How many people tell you for sure that, for sure. You, that you can be saved when you're three years old or five years old mm-hmm. or six years old, Amen. and then all of a sudden they happen to go through puberty and they're a teenager right. and they start getting yeah, busy me, constantly I, I'm, as I'm they get older? You. I'm and then, you. and then, what I would say is, does Jesus change you? Yes. Does Jesus have the power to change you and sanctify you? For sure. You are so messed up that you don't have time in this life to get through even maybe a third of them. I'm saying, right. there's, so, there's, I'm saying two- if are you, but but people would say from the classical point of view that you become sanct, you become justified, and then as you go on, you continue to become more and more like Jesus. Therefore, if you're a Christian, you would sin less the older you were. And I would say you don't because you have so. I, I believe you sin. I guess I would have to say you sin less, but it's so minuscule that it doesn't even show up on the chart. 
Yeah, and you're so mu- you're still capable of such crazy sin that even if it's in some technical reason less, I mean it's it's you would it's not even judge judgeable. But and, and sure. I believe that a lot of people have sins that they just have their whole <laughs> life and and they aren't set free from and they are still going to go to heaven because I believe they are trying to submit it to God or on so, on certain level know they need at least need help with it. So, but there would be no Christian who doesn't improve in any area. Right, like there's no Christian who gets saved and then o- and only gets worse and has no improvement anywhere. That wouldn't that doesn't make sense to you at least. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I could go there. I think there's right. definite improvement for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to my story. It's not clear what initially set off Dante Stewart, but before he pulled out a flare gun and fired it into another car. Uh, on Woodrose Avenue around 4 p.m. Friday. However, sheriff's deputies said that he is that it's lucky that nobody was injured. The flare gun ignited a small fire inside the car, which had four people inside. The driver extinguished it, and Stewart um, was later arrested at his home. He's now facing charges of arson and assault with a deadly weapon. We shot a firecrackers uh, on on tour that time. It was a, uh, I think it was an acoustic tour we did, and we had an unbelievable firecracker battle. And then we would shoot. Uh, firecrackers in our van, our tour van, yeah. every day for like a week. Yeah, we had and, a bunch uh, of It was really funny. Works. One time we pulled up to a Starbucks and uh, or we pulled up to a restaurant and uh, Josh was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks. So everybody hopped out and we dropped like a giant smoke bomb in the car as he was, <laughs> as he was pulling away. So Josh is yeah, driving down like a four lane highway <laughs> with yeah, as orange he smoke away, we like threw it in the car, pouring so out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the kind of thing that's not true. Like, oh, we shot a bunch of firecrackers in our van. Like meaning, oh, I had a snap and pop or something like I, if i heard somebody tell that story i wouldn't have believed it but we were really shooting tons and tons of big time fireworks in the van <laughs> for for weeks straight yeah i mean and unbelievable I, and, and I, I swear i wouldn't have believed that because when it first started and first first person shot the first little firecracker in the van i thought well that's that's beyond anything i could have ever imagined that toby would be so foolish to do such a thing and then it increased 20 fold after that for weeks and then once we all saw hey nothing bad happens when you shoot a firecracker in the car. we just totally destroy our van has tons of burn marks in it and everything oh man it's all over the place and the worst the worst one that happened I, I, I took it too far obviously i had a bottle rocket and i shot it off in the- Shot it off into the into the van. It shot everywhere, and then landed on Devin's backpack and burned a giant <laughs> yeah, burn hole on his nice backpack, Jan Sport backpack. And he just went. He's so um, mad, man. Listen, my back like it went total dad mode. Like just really disappointed, <laughs> mad at me. And I was, was he against it when y'all were doing? No, nah, he was more against it because he's a little bit more of a straight liner. Because I definitely would have. That out. I, yeah, I would have fought you guys a little bit uh, first, uh, and then I would have just yeah. You wouldn't it. have liked it at all. But uh, so the worst part about that was Toby was really sorry about burning Devin's backpack, and then he argued. To, that uh, he was going to replace his backpack, obviously, because he burnt Devin's backpack. But Toby argued, since everybody sh- was shooting fireworks, the band should pay for Devin's new backpack. <laughs> That's so, a good point. Well, so here's the, the deal, band, though. in fact, paid I, for for it. No, no, no. I, I don't know. If that. No, no, that's not true, Matt. Matt yes, it Matt's is. Matt's mistaken. No, Matt's mistaken. Here's what I argued, and I, I said, I'm not going to pay for it. Because Jansport has a lifetime guarantee, and I was able to convince the people we took it in with a giant firework, firework burn hole. They said, hey, I don't know if I can use this anymore. And they replaced it. Wow. So, uh, so, so go me for being, you know, being manipulative and working it out. But they did replace it. It, wasn't, it didn't have a lifetime warranty. Okay, well, what about the time that you tore up Devin's wheel of his car and tried to chase the spare tire and made the band pay for that? Crickets. What's your excuse on that one? Uh, no, no, okay. Here's why. 
Devin's tire was messed up, and I was trying to help him. Yeah. I was trying to do the right thing, right? You were trying to help Devin change his tire. Right. And so what? But you effed it up. I somehow put all the bolts inside the tire. (laughs) He put the tire on backwards or something like that. So, yeah, I got the band to pay for it. Yeah, I'm I'm cheap, and I wanted the band to help me but out. But what was your logic that the band should pay for that? Because you were trying it affected, to help. It, it affected, I was trying to help, and it affected two of the members of the band. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't our band or anything. It was just Devin's Honda Accord. 